Welcome to the Thriving Solopreneur Show, where you learn the stories and systems that have turned hardworking, self-employed business owners like yourself into highly successful, leisurely entrepreneurs. This show is dedicated to those who went into business for themselves because they had an idea or suggestion that ignited their passions to do more, to do it better, and to solve a problem in our community. Whether your business started in a basement, a garage, or at a kitchen table, this episode will bring to you a system, a tip, or an entrepreneur that has been where you are and can guide you to living the fulfilling life you desire for yourself. Here's your host and serial solopreneur, Janine Bolin. Hi, and welcome to the Thriving Solopreneur Show. This is Janine Bolin, and today I have a guest who is not only a business coach, author, educator, and curator of all things related to business efficiency and technology, but Jeff Borshawa, he is joining us from the accounting world, where in 1991, he spent the bulk of his career working with and advising all those small to medium-sized enterprises. Jeff has experience working with all sizes of businesses, not only from solo uh, proprietorships, but also to international organizations, which is really good since after 2020, a lot lot of us have gone international. He helps with technology to enhance the customer experience and improve efficiency of businesses. Jeff has also met some very innovative mentors in his career. He's been fortunate to be in a position to learn from them, compare their ideas, and to truly choose the best of the best. He would like nothing more than to free business owners from the stress that is created by the high volume commodity work and allow them the freedom to pursue the work in its rewarding personal and professional aspects. So overall, what you can be said is that Jeff has a goal to reduce the hours that are worked by you and increase your overall profitability. Now, in his experience, almost every business owner can tell you how much their gross revenue is, but very few actually know what their actual costs of doing business are. So he challenges you to learn more about your business and then how to bid on the right kinds of projects and to earn what you are worth with the education which is that you already have, which is your most valuable possession. So, Jeff, thank you so much for coming to us on the show today. Well, thank you for having me, Janine. I'm really excited. And uh, just to warn your audience, I've had too much caffeine this morning, so they're going to get the unfiltered version. And <laughs> I know you've got the energy for that, so we're going to have some fun today. <laughs> yes, we are. So one of the first things that I wanted to bring out up regarding sole proprietorships or being a solopreneur, as I like to say, is that a lot of times you have to bootstrap for so long that then people kind of forget the bootstrapping when money actually starts coming and they throw it all out the window and they start marketing like crazy and they forget the really careful kind of accounting that they did when they were in their bootstrapping phase and they get out ahead themselves, they get into debt and then they come to me because, you know, I help people get out of debt and then actually start running a business debt free as well as their personal life. So that's what I do. However, you come in and you have all these systems that help business owners. So what got you into becoming a professional problem solver? I mean, what, what was the trigger that set you forth on us like that? It's great. Well, a great question. And, um, you know, it, it was a path and I, I offer a lot of quotes and I'll share a lot of books I read. But the, the reality is I'd read something and I wish I could remember the source, but it talked about ultra high net worth families and 
the secret to their intergenerational wealth is that they bootstrap every venture that they have. And, and I was like, because I, I hear a lot of, of of businesses and, you know, as a recovering accountant, I spent 20 odd years, closer to 30, helping small businesses. And what really frustrated me was doing the cleanup after the failure. And, you know, people say, you know, 80% of small businesses fail in five years or whatever the number is. And we just shrug our shoulders and say, oh, well, and, you know, hopefully it's not me. Let's move on. Um, what I actually saw was that, you know, a failed business usually meant a failed marriage. There's disturbing statistics on divorce rates in business failures. Um, forget about the stress levels, the health issues. You know, it's not many steps from my business failed to I'm a failure. And, you know, it, it literally leads to suicide, depression, alcoholism, drug addiction. Um, I, I've seen it all as an accountant. And I, I'm a very empathetic person. So I felt the weight of all of those failed businesses. And it just every year accumulated. And, and finally, I said, you know, there's got to be a better way. And that's when I started getting really serious. I've written five books in the field, um, helping small businesses do better. And just full disclosure for your audience, I've trained thousands of accounting firms on how they can run their businesses better. So just think about that for a minute. Everybody thinks, oh, I'm going to go talk to my accountant. Um, most accountants think of what they do as a profession or a calling, Um it's sad, but a lot of accounting firms, they're not making as much money as they should. They're not as efficient as they should. Um, so in the end, they give a lot of, you know, defensive advice. You know, here's, here's how to reduce your taxes. Here's how to do this. Here's how to do that. Um, they're not doing a lot of the proactive advice that they should. Now, not saying that's all accountants, but there's a, a majority and so I got really, really focused in 2013. I started teaching accountants how to run their practices better. And not surprising, the number one conversation we had was, how do you manage your cash flow? And so that led to, you know, after a few years working with accountants um, and, and a track record of changing zero lives, because I, I teach the accountant, they get really excited, then tax season hits, they forget about it. Um, in 2020, with the world going crazy, I, I realized I couldn't just sit on the sidelines and say, okay, accountants, get out there. Um, so I jumped in, in in 2020 and haven't looked back. Uh, I've actually written two books on cash flow in the last, well, since January. So, mm -hmm. Well, I would love to be able to talk about making maximum money. And that's where you actually give a guide to business owners so that they have easy as pie cash flow optimization. And of course, as you know, I'm a, a mathematical geek. Uh, I'm a scientist at heart. And so when I think of pie, I think of the dessert, but I'm also thinking in terms of circles and you did not disappoint. You have circles and you have ways of 
optimizing cash flow and knowing how to point your focus and your attention. To me, that was the most valuable part of your book was like, you made it so simple for a solopreneur like myself, who has just enough, I have no accounting background, I can work with numbers, but when you put a dollar sign in front of it, and my brain kind of seizes up, it's stupid, but that's just the way it is, you know, but put it times 10 to the negative 23rd, I'm your woman, you know, I can make it happen for you. But <laughs> it's just one of those crazy things that I have. So anyway, with your making maximum money, you have this easy as pie, P-I-E uh, aspect. And so if you don't mind, just kind of run us through your uh, pie that you talk about to people about helping them with their cash flow. Absolutely. So, you know, first of all, I wanted something simple and, you know, it, it was a real challenge because everything out there um, read like a textbook and I would read it academically as an accountant and go, yeah, that makes sense. And um, the first draft of the book, I actually ran through my, my accounting audience and I got a lot of negative feedback and, and it hurt my feelings and, and not that I'm a, you know going to cry over it, but it was like, wow, they really lashed out. And, and when I stopped feeling the stings, I started listening. And what I realized was they were complaining because it was too simple. And, and that was my aha moment. I, I got really grateful very quickly because one of the mistakes a lot of accountants make is they write the textbook and they go, here you go. And then the business owner who, you know, is, is typically more creative, you know, more risk-taking, they look at it and go, oh my God, I don't want to read that. Um, you know, accountants love spreadsheets. Business owners love graphs. So I started with the concept of a pie chart and I'm like, how could I make this so simple? Anybody can understand. And when I got the, the negative feedback from the accounting community, these are the secrets they don't want me to tell you. And the reason is they, they just feel that this is so obvious. Um, you know, th there was a, a few comments about, you know, you're, you're, you're stating the obvious, you know, you're telling us the sky is blue, you know, sun is yellow, grass is green. So what? So PI stands for, it's my acronym, and accountants really hate the acronym, but I, I love it. It stands for Profits, Income, and Expenses. And just for fun, I made it double. Uh, I do a lot of alliteration, so we get a double dose of PI today. So specifically, it's Prioritize Profits, Increase Income, and Eliminate Expenses. And yes, it's obvious, but to the, the lay person who hasn't studied years of accounting, there's a lot of aha moments in this. And my personal favorite, I conduct masterminds. I've seen grown men and women burst into tears because it when her exact words were, I've been in business for 30 years. This is the first time I understand why I'm struggling. Right, because what the accountants that were kind of saying to you, this is obvious. What we didn't get as solopreneurs is we're colorblind. So yes, the sky may be blue. Yes, the sun to you is yellow and the grass is green. That's obvious to you, but you don't understand the filters we're walking through as solopreneurs. Yep. We're colorblind to your world, right? Yep. Because our world is operating in woo-woo land is what I like to call it. It's a kind of based on the Lego movie where Batman's sitting there going, I hate this place because, you know, you've got Unicorn Kitty and all the c 
cotton candy and the magic and the fantastical creatures and all that. Because for solopreneurs, we venture out into this crazy world that's totally untamed. And it's yeah. up to us to figure out what we're going to do and how we're going to do it. And so that was one of the things I loved about your book. So thank you very much for letting me read it ahead of time was just the yeah. fact that it really is for what I call the solopreneur who's so busy creating, they really don't want to get enmeshed in the details. Hence, this is why I've hired you, my dear friendly accountant, deal with yeah. the details. And then after you've had those details, then if you would be so kind once a month to reach back to me and then let me know where I'm going. So I found out, oh, my accountant doesn't want to do that. They find that boring. That's not their happy place. I had to hire a financial strategist who then is the one, he's the one that upchucks the datas to me, but then he is my interpreter between my accounting and my financial planner and blah, blah, blah. So a lot of solopreneurs don't even know that these are possible. So talk to us a little bit about everybody wants to increase income. Yes, yes, yes. And prioritize profits. Yes, yes, yes. But where are the areas that you have found with your masterminds where people have the biggest hiccups? I think th there's a few, but th the biggest one is how to start. And, you know, th that was um, the way I, I wrote the book. I wrote it from the perspective I'm the, the, the consider me the guide or the translator. Um, you know, on the, on the one hand, we've got the accountant with the spreadsheet in hand. And, and for the record, I used to be that person. I would, you know, spend hours agonizing over my spreadsheet and I would, you know, present it to the client. I, I'm not exaggerating every now and then a little ta-da and a bow and a flourish and I'd be waiting for applause and they'd look at it and go, uh-huh, and shove it in their binder. And I'm like, wait, 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 this, this is the Mona Lisa. Get that out of there. Um, you know, I even color coded it for you and they're like, I don't know what it says. So I, I realized, and, and that's why, you know, again, with the... Um, making maximum money, the first place to start is a little diagnostic. And I actually wanted to keep life simple, something we all understand. So I use a traffic light system. And for your listeners, for the solopreneurs, I've worked with more of you than I can count. Um, you may be colorblind to the world of accounting, but you all know the difference between um, red, amber, and green. And so that's, that's what I, I kept that simplicity and, and I wanted it to make sense. So red is, hey, look at his, you know, we need to solve this now. Yellow is, you know, we might want to look at this sooner rather than later. And green is we're doing really well. So that that's kind of the methodology I incorporated. Um, but the number one thing where I see people hanging up and, and this applies to, you know, the right brain and the left brain entrepreneurs, most of them, and, and secret little shame here in the industry, um, vast majority of accountants I talk to don't have a business budget. And, and in my opinion, that is the foundation of all we'll do, because if you don't know sort of where you want to get to, and you don't know where you are today, you become like Alice in Wonderland, wandering around, not knowing, you know, how do I get from here to there? So the very first thing is the business budget. And, you know, you and I have talked about it as, as the guiding light or the North Star. Um, the business budget is literally the first place to start. And don't let it intimidate you. It's going to start looking like a spreadsheet. But that's why you have an accountant or bookkeeper. They love spreadsheets. All they need to tell you is, 
you know, red, there's a warning light here. We need to look at it. Yellow or amber, things are okay, but you want to look at it. Or green, everything's great. You can keep moving. And, and my personal take on this is that the greatest weakness every entrepreneur has or their greatest pain point is they suffer from uncertainty. So if we don't know what to do next, we don't know where our next client comes from or our next dollar of revenue comes from, we overcompensate by doing way too many things. And then we end up burnt out and exhausted because we're doing 995,000 things. But really, truly, if we look at our budget, there's probably only four or five things that we need to focus on to move the business forward. So I see the, the budget as that, you know, the, the blinders that keep us from, you know, as Michael Gerber said that, you know, he, he, he talks about the entrepreneurial seizure. I, I think that's a misnomer because it's not a one-time event. It's like we have every exactly. day we have a, a, an extra seizure yes. and it's like, oh, what's this? <laughs> You know, seizure meets shiny object syndrome. Um, What I like about having a good budget, and and by the way, you know, a good accountant or bookkeeper in your corner is huge. Um, Build that advisory team and surround yourself by the smarter people that you don't necessarily understand, but force them, you know, for whatever ways you have to do it, it's their job to communicate to you warning or all's well, you know, so you want that sort of all clear signal. Um, That to me is probably the most value a good accountant or bookkeeper should be able to bring is Janine, these are five things you need to focus on. Go. Exactly. And one of the fun things that I've learned over time is the fact that when it comes to finances, I have learned that some people are very uncomfortable talking to women about money. Of course, I have no difficulty. I mean, this is part of my life is I talk about money all the time. But I, I noticed that when I was married, uh, they would always talk to my husband. And so for those solopreneurs that are out there that are female, uh, please realize that your team, your financial team may be struggling a little bit just with the, the lack of being able to communicate with you. And so what I always said was, oh, well, that sounds very lovely. This was my standard operating procedure. Oh, that sounds very lovely. And it looks great. Good job. Thank you so much for putting all this together. I have no idea what it says. And you would watch their brains fuse. And they go, "Um, well, it's kind of evident. And then they realize they're insulting me now. Okay. And so, and I'm like, I know it's very evident to you, but I'm a scientist and I work at negative numbers to the 23rd power. We are now dealing with decimal spaces that are only in cents and we're working with thousands to millions of dollars. So you're going to have to help me out. And it was fascinating to watch the mental gymnastics that they just were not used to talking to somebody who didn't know what was going on. And like you, when I started talking to solopreneurs and other business owners, I realized there are people that have been in business, like you said, 25 and 30 years. They never understood the P&L sheets. They never understood really what was going on. They were just like kind of using it as a guidepost, blah, blah, blah. So as we help our solopreneurs as we move forward, the big thing I want to encourage everyone to do is 
Don't leave that office until you understand what's going on. And if you get more and more confused, realize you need another person on your team to translate what your accountant knows but is unable to communicate so that you can build your business better. So getting back to Pi and your wonderful book, Jeff, of making maximum money, you also have Mastering Cash Flow for Business Owners. You have several books out. One of the things I really loved about making maximum money was you do make it super simple so that I don't feel like I'm a roulette wheel trying to hope whatever, wherever the crisis of the moment is. So as you were talking to people about what the biggest thing was is where to start, right? So, okay, if people know, okay, I need to get a budget. Okay, now something is being flagged in my budget. What are uh, some of the top two or three things that you have heard from your business owners once they get your book and they're like, okay, I now know where to start, but this is my next problem. So what's the second problem that they come up against? I, I think the the second problem, and, and it comes back to the, the communicating with the team, um, and, and this is going to sound very weird for a discussion about money. Um, it's almost always shame. And it, it, it's a fascinating thing because, you know, we pay an accountant to tell us what to do, and then we don't understand it. So we immediately feel some shame or, you know, there's embarrassment or something like that, whatever feeling you want to call it. But the reality is that's the one where we nod and say, yeah, I understand. Thank you. And we trudge out and we go out into the wilderness disarmed. So um, again, I can't reiterate enough, either find the language to get your accountant to explain it to you or find the accountant who has the language to explain it to you. Um, Don't live in that shame. You know, you're not alone. This is a common problem. And the reality is accountants know it academically. So they can tell you the formulas, they can tell you the the measurements, the metrics. Um, They don't necessarily always understand the business behind it. And so quite frankly, they have shame working against them because they don't want to admit that they don't understand your business. The other big thing is a lot of entrepreneurs try to be all things to all people. And that's one of one of my passions is getting them really clear. You know, there's one thing you're best in the world at, build a business around that, serving people you know how to help and letting the revenue come first because a lot of businesses they do a bunch of work you know and and accountants have this model um the worst business model out there is i get a client i do a bunch of work and then eventually i get paid and and a lot of businesses make that mistake it's like you know we can't afford to grow because we can't buy more inventory we can't hire more staff so one of the things i i recommend people start with if they don't know anything else Find recurring revenue so that every month you've got a minimum foundation that covers your expenses. Uh, You can grow a business very quickly if you have, I call it the freedom number, but basically enough money every month coming in, whether you do anything or not. um, There should be recurring revenue so that you're not always chasing Um, Because what most businesses do is, you know, they spend all month trying to get the revenue to cover their overhead and they celebrate, you know, somewhere hopefully before mid-month where revenue exceeds expenses. Um, I worked with one business, the 28th of every month was when they, their revenue exceeded their expenses. So they literally had three days a month or two days a month where they were profitable. The rest of the month they were in the, you know, red, they were boring on lines of credit. Um, 
that is a hard place to be. So take the time and figure out, you know, what's recurring revenue that you can implement in your business. And, and for the record, I have yet to find a single business that didn't have recurring revenue just sitting there waiting to be implemented. Well, thanks so much for giving us those top two secondary problems. After you know where to start, then you have other layers that you need to start digging into. So the first thing is definitely get your business budget put together so that you at least know where you are. Where are you today? And then don't worry about the guilt, the shame. Don't think about past mistakes. Those emotions are not serving you as a solopreneur. Then the next thing is determine your freedom number. What is the number that you need to make so that you can start really exponentially growing your business? And I just wanted to remind you, Jeff Borshika, I'm sorry, Jeff Borsha. <laughs> I always want to throw an extra syllable in there uh, with his That's book. Okay, I got plenty. Yes, yes, you do. <laughs> Making Maximum Money is the book you definitely want to go to. So, uh, Jeff, where can they go so that they can get this book and start looking into your cash flow optimization program? The easiest place, um, we are all over Amazon. So um, you can buy the book on Amazon or you can visit our website. It's a really unique name. It's Making Maximum Money, makingmaximummoney.com. See, it's not easy to say. <laughs> no, that alliteration can get you tongue-tied sometimes. So, well, thank the you. The best so place, Janine, is, is actually LinkedIn. And, uh, you know, I'll, I'll include the link. But um, I, I love connecting with entrepreneurs on LinkedIn. And if I can connect you with my network, um, I'm happy to do it. So, and uh, Jeff is a very good referral partner. So if you are willing to help him with referrals, he is a fantastic referral partner. So thank you so much for your time today. We're at the top of the hour. Just wanted to say thank you so much. Have a great day, everyone. And for those business owners out there, keep your feet firmly planted with where you are now, but don't you dare give up on those dreams. You keep stretching, you keep learning, keep educating yourself, and you will get there. Have a great day. This is Janine Bolin with The Thriving Solopreneur. Thank you for listening to The Thriving Solopreneur Show. We hope you found this episode helpful and uplifting. Be sure to visit us at janinebolin.com forward slash podcast, where you'll find a library of videos, books, and podcast programs to guide you to the future you envision for yourself. We also ask that you visit our sponsor, the8gates.com, for the books and online courses that share with you the debt-free living lifestyle that allows business owners like yourself to flourish. Have a great day and see you next time.